Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Our guests today are Lisa Kleiner-Chanoff and Bonnie Cohen. In 2010, Lisa and Bonnie founded Catapult Film Fund in order to enable important and moving documentary films to get off the ground and to fill a gap in the documentary funding landscape for development support. With Catapult, Lisa and Bonnie executive produced Art and Craft, Extremists, and When God Sleeps. Lisa also executive produced narrative features including Fruitvale Station, Burn Country, and Love and Taxes, and documentary features including Watchers of the Sky and Brimstone and Glory. And Carol, I know you are a big fan of Catapult and the films they fund. Yes, I am, Claire. Thank you so much, Bonnie and Lisa, for joining our show. Really happy to be here. Yeah, we're, we're very happy to be here. Look forward to our conversation. Yes, thank you. The purpose is to tell filmmakers everything we can about your grant and how special it is. Uh, and so I wanted to start with the mission for Catapult Film Fund is that you provide de- development funding to help story-driven and cinematic documentary films get off the ground. So the first question I have is, what are some of your requirements? Um, great. Well, this is Lisa, and, and um, you know, that is, that's right. We really have a very – our idea is to come in very early on in the process of the films and, and um, uh, enable the, the filmmaker to do some initial shooting or initial editing and to create a sample so that then they'll be in a, in a – in a better position to then raise their production funding. So, um, so we, we, we stick to this development stage, but within that we're really pretty broad in terms of the kinds of films that we support. We look, it's a, we, um, there's U.S., international, and really all sorts of subjects, and they, um, they uh, many of them are, you know, have important issues at the heart, but we we don't look for issue-driven films necessarily. So it's pretty broad, and the and really you can come in <clears throat> as early as um, you know the story you want to tell. Uh, you have uh, identified your characters. You have access to the characters, and um, you are ready to to start shooting. That's kind of the earliest, um, and and you don't have to. Show us any anything from the film. Uh, don't have to have shot a thing for to apply to catapult. Wow, that is fabulous. Well, let me ask you. I have a, a woman I'm working with who is who has the access to the family of an artist in Tucson who really embodied the spirit of the Indians uh, that live in that area and the Hispanics through his. Uh, beautiful artwork, and so do you fund films about art and artists' lives? 
Well, certainly, this is Bonnie, certainly we do. I mean, Art and Craft, as was mentioned in the introduction, is a film about an artist who actually, interestingly, is an art forger. He actually, he, he makes, his work is based on masterpieces that he forges just very, very specifically and articulately on the canvas and then tries to um, get, uh, uh, as a philanthropist, he dresses up as a philanthropist and brings brings these these forgeries to museums around the country. And it's just, it's a wonderful story, but, and it's not really about his forgery. It's really about his love of art and his, his passion for it and how it helps with his own mental illness. So we've, we've done a lot of work um, around art and artists. We've when God Sleeps, which is about a an Iranian musician, Fred Hirsch, who is a jazz musician who um, uh, went into a coma and 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 in that coma came up with kind of a landscape idea of um, his next big work. And you know we've done we've done a lot with with filmmakers and their their um, work around artists. Oh, fabulous! That's really important. Um, so let me ask you. Did um, is there a limit to the budget when someone applies? Do you say we don't take budgets over a certain amount? You know, it, it, we don't have limits of that kind. I mean, I should say we we you know we don't really fund short shorts. We fund films thirty minutes and above. Um, so that's number one. So it's it's generally um, hovering around feature length and you know if a budget is really enormous we just have to weigh how much of an impact our grant can have on a budget that's that large you know if it's a two or three million dollar budget and and we give a twenty thousand dollar development grant is that going to have is that going to pack as much of a punch as it might in another situation that doesn't have that kind of a budget and are they really going to raise it so those are the questions we ask ourselves and actually one um, on the flip side Sometimes if a budget seems too low, um, we, you know, if we do, it, it can also be a little bit of a red flag. So, um, you know, yes. when we look at the film and for what they're trying to do, and if the budget seems low, then that's something we might um, ask the filmmakers about. Um, and it might be a little bit of a red flag of, of uh, how much they, um, the realist, how realistic that is. Exactly. I saw a, a filmmaker lose a grant for that very reason. She got all the way to the top five, but then Barbara Trent, who was judging for me, said, no, she's under budgeted post, and that's that. And uh, so I realized how important it is to get your budget right. Well, we if we have um, – if we're in a situation where a film or a filmmaker is one of our finalists, we'll actually – arrange a conversation with the filmmaker. It's such an early stage that we're coming in. It's often hard for filmmakers to gauge or forecast where they're going to be with a particular film. And so we just want to give them an opportunity to dig in and give more information if they can. And that often informs a change in a budget. So we do give them an opportunity to to do more analysis at the application stage. Very good. That's so important. Um, all right, so now do you have a set deadline, or is this open for applying any time? So we we, um, we do not have a deadline. It's a rolling application uh, period, so people can apply any time. Um, and uh, it takes us, realistically, um, about three months from the time a, an application is submitted for us to get back to the, uh, to get back to the applicant. But... Um, but we don't have any kind of deadline. 
Okay. So we, we really encourage people to just apply when it makes sense for them in the film. And how many grants do you give a year of the, the you know, uh, tra- beginning grants? Yeah, we've traditionally given um, about 20 development grants in, in the order of about $20,000 each. Um, and then, you know, once those filmmakers are in the Catapult family, they can come back and, and um, we have some other services and grants that we offer later on in the process to those grantees. But, um, you know, it's not an exact science. If there aren't 20 films, there aren't 20 films. Sometimes we've done 18, sometimes we've done 21, depending on the year. Absolutely understand that, right? It depends upon what you've received. Right, exactly. You know, we get well, about seven, over, a little bit over 700 applications a year. Oh, I see. 700 a year, and you give 20 grants. All right, that gives an, an understanding of uh, what the percentage is. So now, in addition to the development grant of up to 20000 you have access to a mentorship program with the Catapult team. So tell us about this. So, you know, it can, we really are very open. We, there's nothing prescriptive about the mentorship, and it, 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 it's really based on what the needs of the individual filmmakers tend to be. And, you know, it can be anything from, you know, I, I'm a documentary filmmaker myself, and our colleague Megan Gelstein is as well, and um, we have worked with a lot of people in, around the country who can help um, at the editing stage, even at the fundraising stage, and certainly in, in post-production and distribution. So what we do is we consult with the filmmakers and see what it is that they're interested in, and then we kind of assess how we can be most helpful. Typically, filmmakers will send in uh, rough cuts, and we'll do rough cut notes. We sometimes do fine cut notes. We offer, we all off, often offer help with other uh, fundraising ideas, um, and we um, have good relationships with the other funds, um, both here in the U.S. and internationally. Um, and then, you know, if, if, if they want additional help with um, distributing their film and getting in touch with sales agents, Sometimes we have those kinds of discussions. So it really, it really varies uh, from film to film. Some we've been very involved with, and and some some we just give the grants and a little bit of advice, and they're off on their way. Uh, so it it it's up to it's up to the team to let us know. Okay, that's wonderful because that really is the most important thing to be able to talk to some of the people in our industry. And particularly if you're able to uh, recommend other funders to them, that's very beneficial. Well, I mean, there's a lot of discussion, as you probably know, amongst the funders about sustainability, and not just want, not not just funding in a vacuum, and and each in their own, you know, each funder in their own silo. It's incredibly important to have those conversations so that, you know, it's hard enough for filmmakers to work film to film and have to, you know, start up their their machine every time they start a new project, but when they're trying to fundraise for one particular film, it's it's very important for the funders to to be aware of what the others are are involved with, so that um, we can kind of uh, get some get some sustainability around the funding. Absolutely, great. Well, I understand that Catapult also has two additional opportunities for follow up grants. 
for Catapult grantees. Uh, that Catapult offers the potential or of additional financing support in the form of momentum grants. So, can you tell us about that? Sure. And yeah, and you know, to to follow up on what Bonnie was saying, you know, we really to the we really um, have a a desire to help the films along. We come in quite early then to help them along uh, so that they can get made. And and one of the things that we discovered as we were, you know, after doing this for a few years was that there, the films would encounter these moments um, where sort of stuck moments, um, and but they were kind of crucial moments. And so we thought, well, let's, let's see if we can... Um, once once you have the development grant, let's see if we can help with another another sort of infusion of cap of money of like a boost at these stuck moments. And so uh, we do these momentum grants. Um, they're in the nature of around fifteen thousand dollars, and you know we can turn those around fairly quickly um, and real and help and help the films in that way. So. So that is something we've been offering for the last some examples of last few years. I mean, one some some of the examples um, of of times we've come in with momentum grants are um, when uh, let's say the you know the the you have in mind of the editor you need you want for your film, but you need to to lock in that editor and you need your funds now for the editor. Um, or else you might lose a chance to work with that person. So we can come in with with um, some funds to make sure you can you can um, uh, lock in your editor. Or you know you get into the f- your festival for your premiere, but you but you have run out of funds and you need to finish the movie. That is that happens not that infrequently, and we've come in and help with some f- um, final some money to help with the the finishing. Um, to get ready for the, your premiere. Um, sometimes there have been cases of, let's say, there's a, a really crucial shoot that's um, coming up, and it's uh, coming up very quickly, and it's it's really one that you can't not get for your film, and we've come in to help to make sure you have some funds to cover the shoot. So um, those are a few examples of of, uh, of when we've come in to help with those, these momentum grants. How generous. That is so important. And there is a time when uh, filmmakers, when they hit the wall and they just feel so depressed uh, that this could take them out of depression into ecstasy and say somebody does care. And I think that's what they need. That Then it's as if a, a silver lining is there for them. They open their minds and start getting more funding. Because I see when people win one grant, they often win the next and the next. Haven't you seen that happen? Sir, yeah, for sure. You know, the, I mean, one of the things that we are really <clears throat> happy about that the, the catapult grant can do is, you know, we are often not always, and we don't require that we're the first money in, but we often are the first grant, and a lot of yeah. times that will ease the way for other funders to come in. Um, but yeah, certainly there's a there's a sense that of uh, you know a momentum of funding. You know, there's a, a, a gathering of, of uh, people. No people know about the film. There's excitement around it. People are talking about it. Um, but uh, one of the things with these momentum grants is that you you know you you have a need now, and you say, well, I could apply for this funding for you know for for this uh, for another organization. But I won't learn here if I'm getting it for another three or four months. 
so that's one of the things about the grant cycles is that they're 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 just it's the fact of life, but it's um this is a way where you can um without having to rely on on waiting and waiting to hear, you can get the the funding right away. Yes, this is wonderful. That is great. And you have uh, you're also catapult guarantee uh, grantees can also apply for a modest but strategic consulting grant. Tell us about that. That sounds really great. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, all, we're often in a situation where we'll review a rough cut, and sometimes just because a filmmaker wants to edit their own film or for lack of funding they are editing their own film, and we'll watch the cut and we'll talk with the filmmakers about it, and it just seems very clear to us that, and, and often to them, that it, bringing in an outside editing consultant, somebody who doesn't have... Um, as many ties to the subject or is as close to the material to bring in some fresh eyes to kind of unstick a particular moment in the edit. Um, that's been very, that's been kind of a common use of what we refer to as these consulting grants, where for much more like $5,000, we might, you know, anywhere from 2000 $2,500 to $5,000 um, at the very outside, um, they tend to hover more in the $2,500 range. Um, you know, they can buy a couple of days with a seasoned editor to come in and really give some strategic notes on a cut. That's one very common use. Another might be, you know, if there isn't a an incredibly seasoned producer, for example, attached to a film, and a filmmaker has been invited to a market, like at Sheffield or IDFA or um, Hot Docs, for, as examples, and they need help either making connections to set up meetings or to just kind of get their pitch pitch perfect for for trying to sell the film, and we might hook them up with a seasoned producer uh, to to get that work done. Mm-hmm. So that those those are the most common uses. Yeah. Sometimes there's a there's been a um, like a First Amendment lawyer. If there are legal issues that mm-hmm. don't seem clear, there are free speech considerations or perhaps fair use considerations with archives. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, but that is so generous. Um, now, can you share some of the films that have won your development grant and went on to completion? Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, how, I, I, you know many of them... We've got in the, point, about mid-30s. Yeah. Like 35 films, yeah. probably. I think we've, we've given oh, over 100 grants at this point. And then, of course, a lot of them are in process. Um, but a lot of them at, at this point have, um, you know, made it out into the world. Um, uh, most recently, uh, at Sundance, a film called Oslo Diaries um, premiered, uh, which was about the um, the Oslo Accords, uh, the negotiations between the Israelis and Palestinians, um, and it was based on actual um, diaries, journal entries, and diaries that were that were taken um, made at that time. Um, so that was exciting. That was that just that just premiered, you know, in the last couple of weeks. Um, there's a film, A Mall, uh, that opened was one of the opening night films at IDFA, um, which is a, a film that we supported early on. Um, it's a, a fantastic um, uh, film, a portrait of a of a young woman in post-revolution Egypt. But the filmmaker followed her from around, from the age of so 14 to about 21. So you really you see her kind of 
her coming of age and, and um, evolving um, along with the, the country. And um, that was a, a wonderful film where we, we, we gave a grant early on. Um, and then that project also went to a rough cut retreat that we, um, in partnership with the True False, Fest, True False um, Film Festival team, um, put on every summer. So that also got some further help from a from our rough cut retreat, and then uh, and then premiered at at ITFA. Um, talk about that. Sure. I mean, we've had um, last year at Tribeca, we um, had the premiere of When God Sleeps which was about this incredible Iranian musician who has a fatwa on his head because of the kinds of kind of music that he uh, writes, and it was very unpopular in Iran, and the Ayatollah was out to get him, so he's kind of in hiding and <laughs> trying to create his music. Uh, it's a wonderful film. It went to Tribeca. It went on to Berlin. It was it, it, it's um, made by a German um, director, Till Schauder. Um, who has done other work in that same space. Um, you know, and we, we tend to have, because we come in so early, we tend to have, you know, films trickling out every year. Some years at Sundance, we've had five films. We were there for, Wiener was oh, one wonderful. of our films, and that was uh, a great year at Sundance. We had four catapult films there. Um, and, and it varies year to year, depending on the trajectories of the project. So it's always very exciting for us to finally see these films come out in the world, and we often hear comments from filmmakers, which are so wonderful for us, where they say, you know, we really are we're able to do this because of that. You were the first ones in, you know, that, that vote of confidence really got us going and set us on our course, and we'll never forget it. And, and that's, you know, that's the real value of early money. It's very risky, but uh, it does it does have tremendous impact, not only financially, but also, as you were talking about, in the kind of psyche of the filmmaker and what they're able to pull off. Well, I have to say, exactly right, but it takes intelligent, talented, knowledgeable filmmakers like you, Lisa and Bonnie, both of you, to pick out those films. So congratulations to both of you to look at something from the very beginning and say, this is fantastic. That is a great talent. Well, thank you. They're not all hits. There are some hits and misses. But, you know, I think, you know, just the ones that, uh, that Bonnie and I were just talking about, there's often there's something – uh, unique or something really special. So, for example, in Wiener, um, there was the it, sort of the really unique and unusual access mm-hmm. um, that he had to uh, that the uh, that the director had to uh, to Anthony Wiener, which was like, well, that's not going to come up again. So, you know, or um, in Oslo, there were these diaries that just, so this is not just going to be a straightforward historical piece, but there are these, you know, um, or in a mall that he had this. Uh, this intimate access with and this to this family and that was following over this period of time, which can be so special. So you know, each time there's something, there's like some a very uh, something that's kind of unique and special is one of the things that we that we're mm-hmm. looking for. Wonderful. Well, let me ask you. I've been <clears throat> hearing a lot about this new tax law, and some people are saying that it may hurt donations to nonprofits because everybody can get an immediate uh, a flat rate that they can use on their taxes. <clears throat> so that might prevent people from donating to 
two films. But over yeah. here, from the heart, I haven't seen that that has affected us. Maybe it's too early, but I just wonder what you guys thought. Yeah, I have to. I mean, it's, it is a little early. I don't believe that. You know, how, I'm not sure how much of that has gone into effect yet. Um, yeah, it's it'll be. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens and you know whether people. You know, if do, when donations, if it's you know how much the tax break factors in. I mean, it certainly does factor in, but um, I think it's it's it is it is definitely a concern. Um, but it's sort of um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the, you know, people's in, you know, there's uh, a lot of times with our film projects that we support, we try to also um, see if there's individuals that might be interested in in um, getting involved. And I would say, you know, at least for those individuals, um, I, I I think it's I don't think I'm being too Pollyannish to say I think that they they're really interested in the film. They're interested in the, you know, the subject matter or the issue, um, and that's the uh, prime motivator for for getting involved, at least for you know for individual films. So, but yeah, but it's a really good point, and it sort of remains to be seen uh, how it affects. Individual uh, individuals putting film money into films and and um, and also supporting all the organizations that that then support films. So, yes, but I agree with you. It's these people who find who find a film. Uh, I had a woman call me one day and say, you know, I want to donate. It was like twenty thousand dollars to this this film, and I said, do you know the filmmaker? No, I never met her, but I read about her film, and I think it's very it's a very important issue. And I thought, there you go. It's and she just fell in love with the project, and uh, the filmmaker was in heaven because she had right. never heard of the woman. It was just wonderful. I love those things when they happen. Absolutely. Well, let's close this with some advice that the two of you can give to filmmakers who are applying for your grants or any other grants that you're familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, we always, we, what we, the other thing we've heard from filmmakers is that our application process um, really is a great sort of disciplinary exercise for artistic pursuit because it forces a lot of questions about the project and the film's intention early on. So it kind of forces the filmmakers filmmakers to really think about, okay, really, what is my access to this subject? Why am I the right person to make it? You know, what is my what is my hope and passion for this uh, for seeing this film through, and I, I, for us anyway, the, applic- the applicants that are the most successful are those that have asked themselves those questions and really have articulate and well-honed answers to them. Um, when we see projects, we see them very early on, as Lisa said earlier, often without any material already shot. So having those having those um, ideas really well-honed and specific for us is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you know it's very hard. I mean, recognize that it's we're asking the filmmakers to do something that's very difficult, which is, you know, before you've even started your film to say, you know, what is your film? Um, so often, <laughs> yes, yes, you know, you don't know what it is, and it, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so it's a it's a difficult position, but but we're you know we we're asking to sh- at least share with us your vision for the film. But mm-hmm. we're always asking ourselves. Okay, this is this is an interesting topic. This is an but what's the movie? Mm-hmm. We're trying to imagine what you know. Why is this going to be a great movie? Why and, is this a movie and not a feature in the New Yorker, for example? Yeah. So so I think as much as the 
that we can that the filmmaker can share their their vision, their sort of cinematic vision, their vision for the film. You know, for example, you're going to follow this character for a year. What do you imagine is going to be interesting about that? Um, uh, that's the kind of thing that that really helps us. You know, helps us try to attach ourselves to a project when we start to get excited about it as as a film. Mm-hmm. So put to the, the film what you see as the film in your mind. Put that on the page. As that's the point here, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because I find sometimes that um, it, that's the hardest thing to get the filmmaker to let go of. It's almost like it's a private thing. Uh, because I read so many applications and I say to them, what's the film? I mean, I, I get the story, but what am I going to see in the film? And that's the key exactly. to winning an award, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. That's right. And, and you know, it's it, it may not be fully developed, and we're not we're not asking people to, you know, have a crystal ball and be able to know what the future, you know, the future and exactly what's going to happen with the characters, but but we figure there's there's a reason why you think this is an interesting going to be an interesting film. Right. Share that with us. You know what's what is exactly. it? Even if it's the most important subject in the world, if we're not getting a sense of the film, it it'll be it'll be tough for us to to get on board. Okay, that is very clear. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you both so much for this information. We sincerely appreciate it. Well, thank you but, for having us. Yeah, our pleasure. And uh, uh, I'm. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> okay, you do yes. such great work for our filmmakers. We all appreciate what you do on a daily basis. I know that all of your decisions are made with filmmakers uh, in your heart. So thank you for that. Totally, uh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Okay, thank you, Lisa. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. It was a joy thank to you, have you. Thank, thank you. you. Be well, mm-hmm. everyone. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice. Fair use successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.